What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves. I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, deposits and withdrawals. With the title like Money Moves, I'm sure you're thinking that I'm talking about deposits and withdrawals into bank accounts. What I'm really talking about here today, though, is relational equity. And so this is something that I didn't understand for a really long time. And I would say that it cost me thousands and thousands of dollars, but more than that, hours upon hours and maybe even days and weeks on weeks of emotional frustration, relationship frustration, connection frustration. And so a simplest form, and I'm going to be able to break it down, but before I do, I'm going to tell you a story. I've got a really close friend, somebody that I've just met here in the last couple of years of my life. And as this gentleman and I become closer and closer friends, I recognize something in the way that he operates. He came to me, I've been working on a really big project and, and he was insistent that, Hey, I don't want anything for this. So I'm not going to even say his name. I'm not going to get any kind of a weird shout out, but he offered to do something for me in relation to my book. He offered to go all the way through my book and edit the entire thing. He 100% was explicit. I don't want pats on the back. I don't want you to make it awkward. I don't want you to pay me. I don't like I'm doing this because I love you as a friend. I love what you're doing. I love your message and I want to help. And I've, I've been watching how this, that's one example of a half a dozen that I can think of real quickly that this guy, just in the spirit of being very real and very honest with me and very like just forthright in all of his communication. I mean, he's not an attaboy. If, if I need work, my first couple podcasts, he, he reached out to me and said, Hey, the podcasts are good, but you like, it's, it's not good. The content's good, but you're not excited enough. You need to change the way you're communicating. The way you communicate in person isn't the way you communicate in radio. It needs to be different. Here's what I think you need to do. Now, this guy has a background in the entertainment industry. And so like, but for me, I loved that. He instantly gained so much in my perspective of who he was as a friend and as a person, because he wasn't just a yes man. Hey, what do you think of this? Oh, it's great. And I have several other friends that have done the same thing is, and I love it. I love it when somebody from a place of, I truly want to help you, not from a place I want to tear you down. I mean, we just talked about crab traps, but somebody that will give me real honest feedback. Then this guy says, Hey, what are you doing later? Let's, let's catch up. And it's a two way street, but instead of having a relationship with this guy where it is, I make a deposit, I make a deposit. I make a deposit, I give, I give, I give. It's a game of I give, he gives. I give, he gives. And there's not really even a relationship of take. Like neither one of us head into our conversations and think, hey, I'm hoping to take from this X, Y, Z. I have an agenda for this conversation. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about relational equity. I'm talking about making deposits in the people in your life before you make withdrawals, because just inside of life, sometimes you have to make withdrawals. If you're married, if you have that key relationship, if you have something where there's somebody, children, 
your boss, your coworkers, it, your employees, it doesn't matter. There is a balance of deposit, deposit, deposit before you make a withdrawal. And this is something that I see a lot of people really lack. One of the things that I experienced as I was growing as an entrepreneur was, and, and, and not to the fault of anybody, maybe I even just became a little bit jaded because some people were so bold. In fact, I'm just going to back way up. I'll, like, I'll finish that here in a second. I'm going to back way up until I was much younger before I actually understood why it made my stomach hurt. But I had this grandma, a grandma that I rarely saw. Like I saw her often when I was a small, small child, but from the time of like seven or eight years old up until I was 18 years old, I had never actually saw this grandma. Like a time or two, we would have a family event or something. Now, every year on my birthday, I would get a, a, a birthday card from her. And at Christmas, I would get a, a little box of candy or something. But it just so happened, like everybody who listens to my podcast, for most of you, you know, my dad died when I was young. I got a little bit of an inheritance when I turned 18. Not even a year's salary for most people. But I got this little bit of an inheritance from my dad dying when I turned 18. And on my 18th birthday, my grandmother reached out to me and asked me if I would give her $5,000. This was a large percentage of the inheritance. It wasn't a lot of money. And, and I said no, but I only said no because my grandfather, one of my greatest mentors who had poured into me time and time again, deposit on deposit on deposit on deposit, he told me, he said, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be friends. It's going to be family. It's going to be people that you would never expect. It could be a teacher. It could be anybody. But I just want you to know that the day you turn 18, you're going to begin to get phone calls asking you for money. And I thought he was crazy. But this man had deposited so much into me across my life that I just knew that if he said it, that I could trust him. He had never asked me for anything ever. When I had nothing, he poured into me. And on that day, whenever she asked, had he not prepared me for that conversation, I probably would have said yes, but he said something to me that was really powerful. And what he said was, if somebody asks to borrow money from you, the thing that you have to realize is they're asking you because a bank won't say yes. If they thought that the bank would say yes, they would go to the bank, but you're a target and you'll be a target. Now, it didn't take very long to run through that little bit of an inheritance and there was no money in the bank. And so I probably could have given it to grandma because it really wouldn't have made a dent as far as uh, my, my handling of the money. But flash forward to accelerating as an entrepreneur. I recognized as an entrepreneur that as I grew and as my businesses grew and as the cars that I began to drive became a little bit nicer. And as we built a nicer home and, and we were in a small community and there were some eyeballs and there were these weird conversations with people where there was almost an expectation where I would feel like construction workers or landscapers or electricians or just people who would come in and out of my world, there would be the price they would charge everybody. And then there would be the Michael Munsterman price. And so I became very jaded. And there were just a couple people in that small community that I felt like would have a conversation that didn't have an agenda. And the higher I escalated in business, the farther and farther I got away from feeling like I could trust anybody. 
because somebody given enough time would make a withdrawal before they had made any deposits. They would attempt to, to take from, from that emotional base without giving anything to it. And this is something that I think happens in all of our lives, but, but this isn't a conversation for you about protecting yourself. In fact, this is a conversation for you about looking at how you treat others. Because it took me a long time to recognize that this equity, what I was getting from people was what I was giving. I wasn't going out of my way to build equity in those relationships. So why wouldn't those people feel comfortable taking from me? I wasn't taking my time and pouring into them. I didn't pick up the phone and call them and ask them how their wives and kids were doing. I didn't send them a random text message to say, hey man, just thinking about you today. I didn't go out of my way to listen to what they had to talk about. I didn't put myself in a situation where there was camaraderie or where there was community with those people. And so I really got what I deserved. And it was this like karmic cul-de-sac that I lived in where I was feeling like I was all alone, but treating other people like I didn't want to be around them anyway. Not intentionally, I just didn't get it. And about the time that we made the decision to move to the greater Kansas City area, someone taught me this lesson. They said, hey, did you ever think that if you would deposit into the people in your world, if you would consciously make deposits into people's lives, give, 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 and never once give with the expectation of receiving what would happen? And so this is something that I do. If you're inside of my inner circle and you say, hey, I've got a couple questions about business. Can we grab coffee? Can we chat? Can we talk? Like, I'm going to say yes. If time allows. But the reason that I do that is because I want to help people. But more than that, I want to build relationships with people. I want to make deposits. There could be a day that I need to make a withdrawal, but that's not my expectation ever. I just want to make a deposit and leave a relationship and communication better than whenever we first stepped into it. I want somebody to leave a conversation and feel like, man, he really gave me honest, true hearted feedback. And he was genuinely concerned in, in me and what I had going on. And the expectation, because we're all so jaded from this is that I'm at some point going to have an ask. And so if I know going into a conversation, Hey, I'm going to have an ask. I'll tell you in advance. In fact, I, I've been coaching these two girls that have started a company here in, in Lee Summit. And, and, and I told them inside of our first meeting, I said, hey, look, I'm going to invest more time with you guys than I normally would with somebody else. But I, I have an ask on the other side. I would like you to shoot me a little testimonial. And so here in like 30 minutes, they're going to show up. We're going to go into the studio and we're going to do that. But I told them on the front side, and other than that, I have absolutely no ask. I didn't want their money. I didn't want, I only want to see them succeed. I've invested four, five, six, seven, eight hours into communicating and, and hopefully adding some layer of value to their world, maybe helping them dodge a bullet or get more focus or gain more clarity or, you know, look out for this. Think about that. Have you experienced this before? What's your offer? What's your, how are you going to market? Like just asking questions that experiences taught me are the questions to ask at this point in time throughout the course of development. But all I want is for them to succeed. And so inside of this, in, in, in this relationship that I shared with the, the gentleman that's helping me with my book, I've watched how he's operated deposit after deposit after deposit. 
And I've done the same thing. I've made deposits into his world. For example, um, he let me drive his car. He's got a really cool car. It's a Tesla. Um, and I've, I've been thinking that it would be a fun car to have. And so I, I mentioned to him, hey, I'm thinking about getting a Tesla. And he said, hey, jump in mine. Take mine overnight. Show your wife. You guys drive it. And there was this little noise that I heard. And I thought, man, did I make that noise happen? So I went home. I was a nervous wreck. And, and like I just done tons and tons of research on the car. And, and I found out through my research that Tesla actually knows about the problem. And so I told him like that, that little noise. And I'm sure like I watched his eyes and his initial reaction to me calling out the only thing on his car that wasn't perfect. I said, I found out that that's under warranty. And I think they'll give you a brand new engine. So he took it to Tesla and found out that that was true. And he was aesthetic. He's like, dude, my car's silent. And they put what they call the million mile motor in it at no cost to me. And that's just a deposit. Like I was at first a little nervous that I broke it. And then I realized, well, you, you can't break it. This is just something that happens. And so then I went on ahead and, and just researched further because I wanted to find out, hey, does this car qualify? And, and will it help this guy? And, and, and so this back and forth of just give without an expectation of an ask, that is, that is the basis for building good long-term relationships inside of your world. More specifically with your spouse, when you think about your spouse, there are so many of you that are keeping score. Well, I did that. They didn't do that. I asked them to do this. I asked them to do that. I asked them to do blah, 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 this, that, another thing. Like I ask them is a destructive beginning to a statement in respect to your spouse. I told them is even worse. The fact is, is that what are you doing to deserve the ask? saying I do a decade ago doesn't cut it. Like I, like my wife gets this better than just about anybody else I know. She has like this, this, like I don't even want to say a servant mentality, but she lives to be a blessing to her family. Like she finds joy in, and her, like everybody knows her name's Joy, but she finds joy in doing for others first. That's her happy spot. And so for me to be a good husband, like I feel it necessary for me to level up my depositing. So I find other areas that because my, when I come home from grinding and hustling and doing the things that we do, I don't want to come home and do the laundry, but I know that there are things, you know, she'll mention, well, I'd really like this, or I'd really like that, or, oh, I hope someday we can do this. And those shoot to the top of my list because I want to be able to stay in stride and making deposits. Not so we're equal. I don't care about keeping score. Sometimes I get ahead. Sometimes she gets ahead. But really in the spirit, every single night you fall back asleep and all, like in, especially in a relationship, your deposits and your withdrawals should flush. You should wake up the very next morning with the zero bank account with your spouse. And your goal should be to out deposit them. This is the opportunity for the win. When we're talking about deposits and withdrawals, we're talking about giving without expectation because there will be a time that in, in any relationship that you'll need that withdrawal. But just like a bank, when you overdraft, you fail. There's so many marriages that fall apart. There are so many relationships with children that, that aren't fruitful, where their kids are an absolute wreck because parents treat kids like they're puppies and they should be trained but they don't even treat their kids like the puppies. They just tell them what to do without a treat at the end. Like even your dog gets a treat if you want it to act a certain way 
There's this deposit that has to happen in our world. I try to out deposit my daughters. Literally, my oldest daughter the other day said to me, why are you being so nice to me? And I said, well, why would I not? Like I almost to a point that they're questioning what I'm up to. I want to deposit that much. And so what I want you to do this week, when you're thinking about this conversation, when you're listening to this podcast is ask yourself, whose lives am I depositing in? And is it on purpose? Is it intentional? Do I have an agenda? And I can just tell you that if you're making those deposits because you're trying to accomplish a goal, then my suggestion for you is to cut out that relationship. Because if you're depositing only because you want to make a withdrawal, it's unhealthy. You deposit because you want to build equity into that relationship. Because with the exception of your spouse, none of those relationships should zero out at the end of the day. And for most people, they don't live by this rule. For most people, you don't get the equity that you can deposit once and withdraw the next three times. You'll throw the account into a negative balance and it won't work for them. So in your world, the question is so simple. Am I making more deposits than I am withdrawals in my key relationships or in the relationships with the people that I'm trying to build? It's that simple. Savvy?